Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of an actor's movies Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank Okay, this is going to go absolutely terribly. Okay, as always. Uh, Can I do this one? I fell through the hole at the bottom of your soul. Didn't think you'd go so low, so low. (laughs) No, we can't do that. No, no, no. Can we restart? Can we restart? I I can't do it. That's that you can't do it because you didn't change any of the lyrics. Secondly, I don't think you know the tune. Secondly, I don't think you know the tune. So low, so low, so low. Is that Jason Derulo song, or is it that uh, Jason Derulo song? It's, it's Jason Derulo, yes. Oh man, uh, ri- Riding Solo, I believe, is the name of the song. <laughs> Are oh, we in the episode? There's, there's a cover. There's a there's a cover which is Riding Solo. That's why I was reading the wrong lyrics. Okay. Riding Solo lyrics. Of course, we. Uh, okay, one sec. Right, right. Okay, this is so much better. I'm feeling like a star. You can't stop my shine. I'm a clown. Now, <laughs> read the lyrics again. Now, this yeah, now, you're, again, you're not you making a, a Jamie, parody. Jamie, Alexander. Jamie, teach me. How do you do a song parody? Take me from the steps. Um, no, because no, because Al, Al, <laughs> to do a song parody, as you know, you need to spend forty minutes annoying your girlfriend when she tries to start a conversation, and you're still trying to change one of the lines and interrupting her every few meters. Ideally, this can be done on a morning walk in a park when you're supposed to be having a nice relaxing time, and instead, you've thought of one line. For example, um, I'm no, so low. no, but, I just thought, that, I just thought the yeah, other than just so the low. fact that this, okay, this TV okay, show is so let's low. workshop it. I'm feeling like a scientist. You can't stop my science. I'm, <laughs> I'm loving my mum's basement. My head's in the basement. I'm so low. I'm riding so low. And Hathor is riding so low, so low. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's, we've got something there. We've got something there. We've workshopped a, a, a beginning of a song parody. See, I'll call see, up Weird Al Yankovic. See, I would have probably gone a little bit more circuitous and tried a parody of Coldplay's The Scientist. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm, right. I'm not going to come straight in with... I, Which I also... I think that is a song that does not mention the word scientist ever in it, <laughs> despite being called The Scientist. So I, I'd really have to <laughs> loop right. it back round to make it really uh, clear what I'm doing. He, the song, uh, Jamie, uh, give Chris Martin some credit. There's a lyric which I believe is questions of science, science and romance. Yes. No. Progress, not progress. No, I think that's a different song. I think that's a different... Ba, 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 Wait, ba, questions ba, ba, of science. Science of progress. Nobody um, said it was easy. It's a scientist. I, I don't think it is. It Wait, is. No. Oh, it is. It is the scientist. Why is it not... I'm scanning through the the lyrics to the scientist and i cannot i know i can't read ah there it is <laughs> okay i there found you, it there you um al i have an important question for you yeah. is this the worst opening to the podcast we've <laughs> ever is, had this is the most like i was like oh you know what'd be good writing solo but jason Derulo. i was figure out the lyrics and, and then i found the wrong lyrics and was trying to force them into writing solo's theme this is a mistake all right and and also additionally i don't know it's difficult for me to know when this podcast started. I obviously for the audience, they're going to know when it started, but I want to be clear, whenever I have started this in the edit, dear listeners, there was about two minutes before that, all of which I was constantly going, 
Is this in the podcast? Is this not? Am I supposed to be? Am I in podcast mode or not? Is Al talking to me or is he mumbling to himself? Um, so we've probably got to get out of this horrible intro and get into the show with hello and welcome to Blank Spank Season 2, The Hathaway Stash Away, the show where we're chronologically reviewing Anne Hathaway's entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Loxon and with me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al! Al Gillespie's not running solo, he's running duo with Jamie. That's right, Jamie Loxton. Gotta go. Jamie Jones, I don't know where we're going now. Both. Neither. Terrible. Terrible. What do you say? I forgot. What the intro. What do I say? Jamie... I, in the intro, I say Jamie Loxton, and then I forget that for the rest of the show. <laughs> but but the, the intro is so deeply ingrained into my brain that I that I just rattle off the Jamie Loxton. Um, Al, you might be able to tell that uh, we're reviewing... Uh, dear listeners might be able to tell that we're reviewing a... Uh, 30-minute episode of a television show once again because we are um, vamping at the top. And with that, uh, I have uh, something interesting to share with you. Uh, my girlfriend is uh, looking to move. And so because she's a busy working woman and I am not, um, uh, I thought I would help out and, you know, go 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 trawling through all of the various different websites uh, trying to find her um, a potential uh, places to live uh, because I'm a fantastic boyfriend. Uh, but with that, I did find this advert, Alexander, that I did want to share with you. Uh, firstly, it is entitled Clean Enough Single Room. It's not clean, Alexander. Ooh. It is clean enough. And of course, it opens up by saying, if you're looking for a single room close to transportation, this room would be ideal. Just five minute walk. Doesn't say where to. Just just that you can do a five minute walk from this flat. But Al, interestingly, you might need bedding. It does specifically say in this advert that you might need bedding. Now, I am unsure <laughs> whether this means that they don't know whether there was bed there is bedding in this place or whether they don't know whether you feel like you require bedding. But either way, <laughs> bad vibes. Um and of course, Alexander, you would be very glad to know that this room is clean and adheres to social distancing procedures. Oh. <laughs> I really You're telling don't me that know there's what... not someone in the same room six feet away. That is yeah. good. That is, that yeah. Is good or if there is, they have to the be at least, least six, six feet. feet away. There might be someone else in the room, but there's enough space in the room to have them six feet away. Um, and Alexander, of course, this can all be yours for that. There are no pictures and it is £350 a month. So important question. <laughs> Should my girlfriend go live in this flat? Uh, well, that depends. Um, how much is your girlfriend? Uh, one of those people who does it for the story, you know, like if she oh. if she's committed to living in London's worst flat, then she should <laughs> definitely live in London's worst flat. I wouldn't recommend it, but you know, Ellen could be far more adventurous than I am. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It would provide a good story. Unfortunately, I don't know my girlfriend's position on bedding. <laughs> I don't know whether she feels like she needs bedding or not. So um, I, I might have to give that straw. one a pass. Like, like the baby Jesus. <laughs> you know, at the nativity, <laughs> she likes living in a manger. And, um, um, goodness gracious. Jamie, and, I, I, that yeah. was a much better anecdote than I had. Okay, what, uh, what have you got I, for me? I, I we we were speaking song. literally less than 12 hours ago. It's true. I had the solo song. Uh, in the meantime, my dog has been destroying. Uh, we picked up a couple of uh, chairs off Facebook Marketplace yep. uh, a while ago, but my dog has been slowly destroying them. 
Uh, and my mum's here, so she's going, well, you shouldn't let her destroy them, which is a fair point. So we're using some of the spray deterrent, which in theory is meant to make it taste bad. But here's the thing. She doesn't stop using them, but the spray gets on my lips, and now everything I eat tastes bad. It's bad. Wait, it's not wait. poisonous. It just tastes bad. I lick my lips, and then I taste wait. bad. I drink Ow. a glass of water, no. and it tastes bad. I've got this cup Ow. of tea, and I drink it, and it tastes bad. Ow. Ow, I have a very important question. Because yep. maybe there's something I'm missing here. But as far as I'm aware, this spray is only going on either the chairs or your dog's mouth. No, so that's... how is it ending Why up on your lips? Why would it on my dog's mouth? Because he'd be chew cool. on the chair, Alexander. That's the only... No, either oh, you're chewing point. on the chair or the dog no. is. So here's what you learn, Jamie. First of all, sometimes uh, your dog wants to chew on you. So you put a bit on yourself, right? You put a bit on your arms. Because <laughs> you think, ooh, maybe this will make a giant chew of me less. It doesn't. Because, once again, she doesn't seem to mind. Only I do. Uh, two, uh, to get it on the chair, she chews underneath the chair, uh, more so than on top of the chair. So I had to lie down on my back and spray upwards. <laughs> Which, as it turns out, is a really good way to get something in your mouth. So again, this lovely cup of tea I have tastes like ash in my mouth. It's like okay. I'm one of the pirates in Pirates of the Caribbean where all food tastes bad. It's very sad. Al, uh, h- how old are you? Out of interest. 27 now. 27. And and at the grand old age of 27, you have not managed to conquer aerosol cans. The concept of aerosol cans and the spreading of moisture has, has not yet been something you've been able to govern. Jamie, we can't all be science cheaters, okay? Like, this is not, this is, you're right. The last time I did science might have been, ooh, depressingly a decade ago. Uh, so I, I forgot about the intricate science of getting a spray bottle and spraying it straight up in the air above my open mouth. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, before we get into uh, this week's um, project, uh, we should remind people of something that we mentioned in last week's episode, but maybe for whatever reason you didn't want to listen to last week's episode on I've Already Forgotten. I recorded it the literally witches. yesterday. The Witches. Um, the Witches, thank you. Uh, maybe you didn't feel like listening to that one. You felt like Roald Dahl was too spooky, um, but you are listening to this one. Uh, and on that episode, we did announce uh, that after next week's episode... Uh, the podcast isn't coming to an end, but it is going to be coming out less frequently. Uh, so next week's episode, uh, Locked Down, is the last currently released Tom Hanks or Anne Hathaway film. After that, we will be reviewing them as they come out, sort of maybe a couple of weeks afterwards, uh, to allow people to watch them so we're not spoiling a literally brand new um, project. Uh, but yes, the episodes will be coming as and when a new project is released, which means next week's episode, if you join us for it, will be uh, a, a ending episode of sorts. I'm sure everyone remembers our classic ending episode of, with Borat 2 for Tom Hanks, where I dryly read off numbers for about 15 minutes. So get ready for that. I might have some spreadsheets. Who knows? We're going to go into the deep statistics and summarize Anne Hathaway's career thus far. Um, and if anyone's been listening to any of the last ooh, eight episodes uh, I don't think she's going to come off very well unfortunately um, and we might get a little bit of an update on what's going on with the aliens um, people who may have not have listened before of course you know that this is the show that we're chronologically ruining Anne Hathaway's entire IMDb but of course we are doing that because in season one we were trying to um, prove our worth to the United, to the aliens to let us join the United States of space but then they blew us up and now we are in a post-apocalyptic wasteland of course everyone knows this because the only people alive are the people who listen to this podcast uh, but we are trying to find the films that are going to galvanise humanity to fight back against the aliens. And, well, we might have an update on how that fight is progressing next week. But until then, 
We must remove ourselves from the real reality of aliens and post-apocalypses that is happening in the real world and take us into the fanciful world of science fiction with this week's project Solos, the the anthology television show released on Amazon Prime this year. Alexander, had you heard of this before we were tasked with reviewing it? Well, Jamie, I've heard of this in two ways. Uh, one, uh, of course, uh, I saw the adverts on some Amazon Prime stuff, I think, when I was watching Parks and Recreation. Occasionally, they pop up in between episodes, and I go, Netflix doesn't make me do this. Uh, so, you know, I'd be resentful. Uh, and two, I'm pretty sure I wrote this script, all right? I'm going to call it out now, Jamie. I wrote, I wrote, a, a, what's it, what's it, an unsolicited screenplay, where the concept is this. It's, it's kind of different. It is a time travel story. The concept is someone is depressed in the future because their girlfriend died at a wedding. So they travel back in time. Oh, yes, I remember this script. Stop the death of the girlfriend. Wait, Uh, no, I don't remember this script. This this was basically, I was like, I'm not sure I want to use the screenplay, but I was like, I kind of like the setting of a wedding. So this the yes, concept so, is, so, <laughs> so you, just have, you just have different versions of people being depressed comedy. at weddings. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 this is comedy, don't worry. Okay. He's depressed in the future, so he goes back in time to save his girlfriend from dying. But that ends up, of course, with him, uh, him basically just saving his girlfriend, but he's also there in the past too, so now his romantic comedy rival is himself. Um, that, that's, that's, a, that's a nice concept. I like that. I like that. Now, I can... now... Yep. You might think to yourself, that's set at a wedding, all right? Not very similar to this one-man story set in a basement, all right? But at some point, they have deep philosophical conversations about why they time-traveled. And let me tell you what, I'm going to be filing for plagiarism. That's right. <laughs> I, I think this TV show solos need to pay me my fair share of the $30 million I'm sure this episode cost. Uh, okay, well, you will have to uh, contend yourself with David Wheel, the creator of this show. Bastard. People may also be semi-aware of him uh, because he also, for Amazon, uh, created the show Hunters, starring Al Pacino in 2020. Uh, he oh. also has another show coming out Uh also, not for Amazon, but for Apple TV, called Invasion. So, David Wheel having a bit of a moment. I'm not sure whether I agree whether he should, based on the 30 has minutes he done I have anything seen. Anything else beforehand? Like, like good? Uh, anything? Well, neither so, of these two shows have been super critically well reviewed. Was The Hunters not well reviewed? I know nothing about it. Um, Hunters, um, I, I believe most people felt it very much walked the line between expectation and. Uh, Ah, uh, fun. <laughs> um, hey, that fun uh, thing where it's like, oh, we're watching people kill nuts. I, I believe the, the Auschwitz Memorial Twitter posted a very long series of tweets about how its, uh, its depiction of the Holocaust is um, maybe not the best. Uh, Sick. Well, uh, good on good on him for that, I guess. Um, I mean, of course, the dream is to get uh, just subtweeted by the uh, the Auschwitz yes. Memorial. Yes, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's center. what we've been aiming for with this podcast this entire time, um, is to get subtweeted by the Auschwitz Memorial uh, people. Um, no, uh, th- those are the only two big shows. And then, of course, he's got this Apple TV show coming up. I He went to Harvard. Um, oh, there you I, go. There you go. But to study something different, I read an interview with him because I I really had 
a thought in me that this guy was clearly like Hollywood money or something and just knew mm-hmm. someone in the industry. Um, it doesn't seem that way from the interview, unfortunately. So my my misguided hatred of this man for being successful for making TV shows, uh, despite the fact they're not very good, um, uh, might unfortunately fall a little flat there. Um, but well, may- maybe his next one will be good. I'm sure. I'm sure my first television show would probably be a bit shit. Oh, um, but my um, first television just... show wouldn't have Morgan Freeman, Anne Hathaway, Helen Mirren. Uzo Aduba, uh, Anthony Mackie, Constance Wu, Dan Stevens, and uh, Nicole Berari. You know, you know, I, my first TV show also wouldn't have those fucking people in it. Or um, I guess my first one wouldn't have Al Pacino, which his first one did. That is true. That is true. I mean, uh, this is actually something which... Is it David Weir? W-I-E-R? No, Weil, uh, W-E-I-L. W-E-I-L. Um, yeah, you know, you know I, I agree with you there. You might want to start off... Uh, maybe a little smaller. Uh, okay, wait, what's he done? IMDb, I, I, IMDb. I think I think what it clearly what it clearly is is that what I would say is there's a reason why his um very three handsome. mini series that he's uh, been um, uh, commissioned to produce, write, uh, and in some cases direct um, have all been by Amazon Prime and Apple TV, who are kind of just fucking throwing right, money so. at things at the moment because they have all the money and they're like, well, we need to catch up with Netflix somehow and we're going to do exactly what Netflix does, which is just throw money at the wall and then some of it will stick. And who cares about the ones that don't? We've reviewed a film that falls under that category. Uh, Although, again, potentially unfair, but the only thing he wanted. Uh, They threw money at the wall, didn't stick. Who cares? They move on. Um, It's, um, yeah, it's an interesting model, which I'm obviously not the biggest fan of because it ends up with a lot of crap like my main problem with netflix is that i just don't really remember the like no i i do remember exactly the last netflix thing i liked which was uh probably um oh god uh it was the last netflix thing i really enjoyed was marriage story um which is a Mm. great film and to be honest was a great film which i think was feels like it would have been a great film had netflix been or not been involved like, I don't oh, know why yeah, Netflix absolutely. really added to Marriage Story, which could have been added by, a, like, a, a producer out elsewhere. Well, um, it, that is what a lot, especially Netflix these days, a lot of what they do is just, they're not they're not creatively involved. They are essentially just the distributors in the end. Um, yeah. There are things that they sort of produce from top to bottom, um, but a lot of the things that are, quote, Netflix originals are just things that they've bought the distribution rights for. Um, yeah, which, which makes sense, I guess. I mean, um, yeah. Or, or conversely, I'm sure there is stuff which they are developing, but it's it's fairly like algorithmically, right? Like this did. It's 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 a fascinating. The streaming world is fascinating in terms of like how little any of them want to talk about what does well and what doesn't do well. Um, oh like, yeah, I can't they, imagine, they, I, they hide their numbers very. Yeah. They obfuscate everything. That's my thing. I can't imagine Amazon Prime. No, sorry. I, like video is anything but a loss leader for amazon that it, like it, it basically just adds value to your prime subscription so you keep yeah. subscribed to prime which which obviously does make money and does encourage you to buy things on amazon proper which is where the thing is yeah so and my... to be fair i keep amazon prime not because of the tv shows i keep it because of the next day yeah. delivery um and i recognize that there are moral complications with uh, constantly buying things off of amazon and putting uh, more money into jeff Bezos' pocket but you know what no ethical consumption under capitalism so oh, eat yeah, my I was, dick you dickheads I was, here's the thing jamie <laughs> i i was about to also say ethical consumption no there's no ethical consumption under capitalism uh maybe people shouldn't have been taught that phrase 
You know, like <laughs> at some point, it's definitely starts to become like an, an out for stuff. And like, this is not slagging you off at all, but I've been thinking about how much I've heard this used oh, in the yeah. last year. And oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you know, I know this is made of child labor, but you don't know where the So I better go punch that child in the face, baby. Let's go. I will say that if you have any particular niche hobbies or interests uh, that you really mm. like, maybe go out of your way to support yeah. those things. Things like oh, books, yeah. especially. <laughs> books Find isn't yourself. a niche hobby. Books is a niche hobby to me because I can't read. Uh, sure. But, you know, go and support your local bookseller. I really like board games, so I often try and go in person yeah. to uh, board game shops and buy from them instead of off Amazon. I don't always do it, but I try to do it more, uh, yeah. more often. And, you know, if you're buying a fucking, I don't know, drawing tablet like I bought the other day, just well, fucking buy it off Amazon because yeah, yeah, I needed yeah. it the next day. So yeah. eat my dick. Here's Half my thing, my Jimmy. Shorts. There's a Whole Foods near me, and the second they get a better prime discount, you know I'm only shopping at Whole Foods, <laughs> all right? I'm already, I'm ready to be a bougie baby. I'm ready to be. I, I had Thanksgiving the other day. I bought my shit from Whole Foods. I know it's over by Daddy Bezos, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a sad time. I'm caught between the good food and the bad prices. Uh, so, so, uh, so yeah, should we talk? Should we talk about this solos? Um, yeah, released earlier this year. Uh, as I said, ridiculous cast: Morgan Freeman, Anne Hathaway, Anthony Mackie, uh, Helen Mirren, uh, Constance Wu, uh, to name but a few. Um, it is seven episodes of uh, thirty-minute-long drama school monologues, yeah. <laughs> um, where each of the so none of these people appear on screen together. Each of them mm-hmm. is a star of their own episodes. Uh, Zach Braff actually directed the episode that we are currently. Uh, discussing uh, which is the first episode Leah obviously starring Anne Hathaway uh, we did not watch any of the other ones because why would we um, there's not really much else to say about this it's an Amazon Prime TV show there's not really a huge amount of interesting things about the production it was it was announced that Amazon Studios were making it and then it came out on Amazon and it got middling reviews um, so uh like I say, all, all of them follow a very similar um, structure wherein it is just the one actor for basically the entire time. Uh, this one features a couple of other voices, uh, but they are all sci-fi light um, character studies, really, uh, showing a snapshot of um, mm-hmm. a certain character's life, for which we will delve into with Leah. Although, can we? is it possible to connect this? Obviously, at this point, we would normally try to connect this project to our Earthfall Season 1 star, Thomas Jeffrey Hanks. Um, but no one else is in this let episode. Me check, let me check who played the voice because I want to see. All right, so one second. Leia. Okay, you can do all that. Right, I'm going right. to see if I can do it through Zach Braff. Um, oh, so Zach Braff is the director of this. Zach Braff, of course, stars in Scrubs with who am I going to use? Come on, there's got to be a guest star that's useful to me from Scrubs. Who's appeared in Scrubs? Um, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds once appeared in an episode of... Uh, actually, multiple episodes of Scrubs. Um, and Ryan Reynolds has also appeared in... Oh, come on. Come on, Jamie. You're better than this. You're Use your big old this. brain. What has Ryan Reynolds been in? He was recent, um, He was in Deadpool, but I don't know if anyone else is in that. Um, oh, he's he was- in um, The Proposal with Sandra Bullock. Who yeah. I believe is in um, is in the nine eleven movie with Tom Hanks. What's that She's movie indeed. called? Um, uh, uh, incredibly, extremely, extremely loud and incredibly close. close. Yeah, did it. Sick. Right. What have you got from uh, from the other person <laughs> who right, is in right. this episode? I have. I have a. Okay. This is this is a bad one, but I'll do it anyway. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, Hannah Dunn plays Rachel, which I think is her sister. Yeah. They have a conversation with you. Hear her voice. So she is in the episode. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. She stars in Marriage Story as a set designer. I am looking this up. This is entirely <laughs> not off the top of my head. That would oh, be incredibly God. impressive if it was. Wait, we wait, wait, wait. From... Could you give me this person's name again? It is uh, Hannah Dunn. So, Hannah Dunn. Han- so we then okay. go to the two ways from there using band methods I could get from Hannah Dunn, which of course is Hannah Dunn uh, stars in Marriage Story. Marriage Story stars uh. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson stars opposite, uh, it's not opposite, but Karen Gillan in uh, Avengers Endgame, who is of course in The Circle. You could also yes. go Adam Driver. Adam Driver stars in Star Wars alongside uh, our boy John Boyega. And John Boyega also stars in Star Wars. In the Circle. Uh, yes, Al, we, circle. you're using our two forbidden projects. I We've know, accepted that the, the Circle these, with Harry Potter. <laughs> the Circle with Harry Potter and Emma Watson. John Boyega in Star Wars and Karen Gillan in The Avengers is basically every movie. That would be the link every single time. However, I want to be clear. When you said that she was in Marriage Story as a set designer, her character in Marriage Story is yeah, called set, set designer. I thought for this tiny role, Amazon had splurged so much money on all of their other cards that they had to get a set designer <laughs> to do the voiceover work in this. But no, uh, she is an actress in her own right. Um, oh, so, no, no, no. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So, Ray Liotta stars in Marriage Story. Ray Liotta stars in Muppets in Space. Okay. Muppets in Space... <laughs> Stars uh, Kermit the Frog, who also stars, who also stars in the Muppets Christmas Carol, alongside Michael Caine, who also <laughs> stars in Miss Congeniality with Sandra Bullock, <laughs> who also stars. Oh, all comes full circle in the end. So let's talk about. Um, yes, we we open with uh, Morgan Freeman saying something really wanky. What? Uh, well, sorry, Al, it's your favorite well, part. Ah, but... Morgan Freeman. No, it's over. I'm Morgan Freeman. That's not a terrible Morgan Freeman. I'll give you yeah. that. Um, I'm not going to try, uh, but I believe he said something like, uh, "If you travel to the future, what about what happens if you forget your past or some mm. shit like that?" And that's apparently how every single episode starts. Yes. Um, Morgan Freeman uh, proposes a, a look again. The concept for the show is: Hey, do you want to watch seven? Three star friend shows back to back, and that's basically the experience you get. Like, so you know three... what? You know what? I'd rather this was fringe show length. If this was 50, forty-five minutes to an hour, I, I think it'd be a lot better. Because the really? amount of yes, I really think that the 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 <laughs> level of emotional journey they try to take you on in twenty-seven fucking minutes is insane. So let's go through this. Uh, Anne Hathaway is in. A lab in 2024. This is yeah. real light sci-fi, guys, because apparently everything is going to change in three years, but also you're still only going to be making um, pop culture references from around about 2018 to 2020. But, but that's... Here, look, uh, every sci-fi thing feels the need to suggest or have, like, see-through technology by that point. But yeah. we're not even anywhere close to that stuff. No, so it's in know, three. It, this is in three fucking years. The only um, thing you should have is either she has a stupidly large iPhone, which would be funny. I gotta be honest, that would be really funny. Or maybe she, if you had just like a, the, the years and years like chipping your head kind of thing. Yeah, where she just like has it, a little talk. Yeah, well, when that. when you make something too near future, you end up looking real dumb. Um, but anyway, she's uh, three years in the future, twenty twenty four. Um, as she's trying to contact, she's saying, are you there now? Um, Can you hear me now? Uh, Which she then goes on a little diatribe about how that's a reference to the Verizon commercials. I'll be honest, lads, 
the first 15 minutes of this is just exclusively like light pop culture stand-up that this writer clearly wanted to include yeah um, no again this is something i would write for the Edinburgh fringe this is a hundred percent a fringe script and uh, there is one very specific dialogue early on that i want to hone in on because it fucking pissed me off um she said she goes on about the fucking verizon guy and then she's like oh the verizon guy went to sprint isn't that crazy apparently this is a big thing in the states the verizon guy he was oh, the actor man. who was on the verizon commercials and then he went to sprint and and in those sprint commercials he talks about he, how he was the verizon guy and she says this was a bigger um that was a bigger betrayal there wasn't so big a betrayal since um, LeBron went to the Knicks or Donald Trump went to Russia. Now, firstly, there are two things about that. Firstly, obviously, this is like light alt future where it's like, oh, these things happen over the next three years. Firstly, don't think it would be that wild of a surprise or betrayal if Donald Trump went to Russia. Really not that surprising. Really not that big of a betrayal. Um, secondly, she said this was like, like the biggest betrayal since those things. Those things happened after the things she is talking about. That makes no sense. And finally, Alexander, this is the thing I really wanted to talk about. What the fuck is she talking about? Why would anyone care if LeBron went to the Knicks? The Knicks don't have a rivalry with the Lakers or the Cavaliers. The two other teams that fucking are important to fucking LeBron. No one gives a shit. No one would care if he went to the Knicks. That would not be a betrayal. That is for like two people who listen to this podcast to care about that. But it really annoyed me. No one would care if LeBron went to the Knicks. They'd be annoyed because it's fucking Knicks and no one likes the Knicks. But it's not a betrayal. There's no rivalry between the Knicks and the Lakers where he would be coming from. Anyway, Alexander, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> so I, I, Honestly, it's a better critique, your point, that these things are meant to happen after, after yes, the Yes, afterwards. Thing. It makes no sense. So anyway. you can say since. That is, a, that is a good critique. Take that multi-millionaire, David. Oh, no, it's a multi-millionaire. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, got... Almost certainly not a multi-millionaire. Sure, but anyway. you know, maybe he's bad with his money, Jamie. Maybe he just he has some cool... <laughs> there's no ethical consumption of the capitalism. He's just buying sweatshops left, right, and center, all right? And it's a bad investment these days. Um, um, sorry, David. So we're, we're not, what not happens next? You, but, uh, well, I'll just make very clear. I'm not accusing David away of owning sweatshops. Because that would be a really <laughs> weird accusation. I apologize. Um... Yes, uh, so after that, look, uh, uh, of course, we're in her, the basement. She's put the, uh, not the oven on, the uh, washing machine on, uh, yep. which is going to act as a fun thing to tell you how long there is left in the episode. I don't know why that's there. Oh, I didn't I didn't notice that at all. That does make sense, though, because it's the time ticking down. And it, it's time. Okay, that call makes sense. Right, right. Okay. Um, she gets a call from her sister. Her sister is like, mum's feeling crap. At this point, I thought the implication was, you're not looking after mum and you've not hang- hung out with your mum in a long time. Apparently, that's not the implication later in the episode, no. so whatever. She knows exactly, because she's talking about the greenhouse. She says, ooh, but the, you know, the Verizon horizon uh, uh, effect is warming up her room. She's The sister's like, what? And she's like, the greenhouse effect, you moron. Um, that's what I said the whole time. Ooh. Ooh, idiot. Um, um, and it's not really like, established, I but the, I can't remember what it is, but it's, some, it's the something horizon. Uh, and if you Google that, that apparently is some real science term that that has an idea about how it might affect time travel. So that is apparently a real thing that she is referencing in that moment. Congratulations, light sci-fi. Um, uh, but yeah, so the mum, the mum's really unwell. She, the sister asks, oh, by the way, I can't do next Wednesday. And Anne Hathaway is like, I only asked for, you know, one night in these three months. Now, 
that's a little confusing because uh, the sister is literally looking after the mum right fucking now. So clearly it's not one night. (laughs) Or this might be during the daytime, but but if she looks after the daytime, then then you would do it in the nighttime. She has a nurse as well. It's kind of confusing. Yeah, it's it's very... We're supposed to simultaneously believe that this woman is, as we learn later, constantly looking after her mother, does not have a minute to herself to the extent where she is asking for one night off um, from her sister but is also constantly working on this and trying to solve time travel. Um, but anyway, she gets off the phone uh, and she tries her time travel uh, experiment again. And this time, oh, she says, can you hear me now? And what's that coming through on the other side? It's also Anne Hathaway's voice. What? She's managed to make contact with herself. They do a couple, you know, that classic, what's something only the real us would know and go through like their first kiss. It's... Yeah. Would you like it's bad writing at that point, right? Like I don't want to just criticize the, but like it's such a play. I try. I, I want to throw it out here. The strength of this episode is Anne Hathaway's performance. The weakness of this thing is the writing of the episode because it's like here's the actual thing is that it's very difficult to write one. It feels like it's easy, right? Because hey, you don't need dialogue. You can just have people who be overly smart and just reel their inner selves, and that's all fine. It's really hard to write monologues because you have yep. to, and especially one woman show monologues, because it has to make sense why someone is speaking out loud. So in this concept, they're talking to the past self. Yeah, yeah, th- th- yeah. It's a real nice out here. It's not a monologue because but she's just talking to herself. dialogue. But then because of that, I, even if it was a, a monologue or a dialogue monologue, whatever it is, like, yeah, no one talks like that to other people. Like, no, no. Not, not even smart people. Um, no. and, so it's, and, a, it's a bit too yeah. pop culture for... Yeah, it, it, it's, there's like a weird amount of pop culture references. It's like really... I, I was so struck by how many pop culture references there are in the first 15 minutes of this. Um, but anyway, she manages to get the video link up and she's chatting with um, her... Uh, and being like, hey, whoa, we got it to work. Look at us. We're great. She then gets a call from her mum. She's a little bit sad talking to her mum on the phone. Uh, We get like a glimpse of sadness on the other side of the video. Oh, what could that mean? Um, She goes back, uh, and she's like, sweet, I'm going to come visit you. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to come. And she's like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? travel. Um, And and they, they specifically, they've sort of mentioned a couple of times that they can't give specific details because because the butterfly effect they don't they don't really try to explain that much more but mm. they can't give specific details because the butterfly effect but then immediately uh the uh one on the other side of the video does give specific details uh, and says that she is in 2019 three years earlier uh this is upsetting to uh, 2024 Anne hathaway because she wants to communicate with the future not with the past now Let's not get in. Obviously, we're in a, we're in a time travel movie, lads. Mm-hmm. There's plot holes galore about the yeah. idea of talking to yourself in the past because you would also have currently talked to yourself. So I guess it's different timelines. I think that's what this is going for. That they, they are creating different timelines of themselves. So they are but not that's technically. Why, but that's but yeah. That's like yeah. Like that's uh, it's a it's a time travel movie. As always, probably the best way of do it, dealing with it is um, uh, from well, uh, from Austin Powers, uh, this by who shagged me, where in like Austin says, "But when they create a paradox, you know, what if I kill my father? When they create a paradox, 
Uh, and, you know, cause the universe to implode. To which Basil Exposition just goes, try not to think about it too hard. And, like, yeah. honestly, I wish time travel movies would just do that more. Where rather yeah. than, like, get too in the details of... Because this gets in the details of it as yeah. it goes on. Yes, like, they and they go, keep on... They, yeah, they, again, they keep on talking about how they can't reveal specific details. And then they reveal specific details and nothing happens. But later she reveals specific details and yeah. it does happen. So, anyway. So, uh, she doesn't... She gets upset that she can't uh, travel to the past. Um, so, she uh, then... Uh, gets very angry at past self. Uh, she keeps on talking about how she's a oh, silly, naive little 29-year-old and she doesn't know anything and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and eventually somehow connects again to... Uh, uh, sorry, the uh, the, past, the one who's from the past says that uh, she didn't want her to come visit. That's uh, she, she had to stop her from coming to visit. That's why yeah. she said she was 2019. Um, she then, I believe... Connects again with another Anne Hathaway. And this time she's like, ha ha ha, I've got past me and I've got future me. Sweet. But then she speaks to this third Anne Hathaway and it becomes very clear that she's in the past. And that's 2019 Anne Hathaway. And that she's a child. And um, and so she goes back to first Anne Hathaway. This is very confusing. Uh, 2024 Anne Hathaway goes back to the other Anne Hathaway. And she's like, ha, Let me ha, take off ha. my top. Then let me take off my top and make it clear that I am 40. (laughs) If only this hoodie was a time hoodie. (laughs) And she takes off the hoodie and uh, reveals a vampy dress underneath. Yes, and reveals that she is, yeah, that she is in fact, she is in fact from the future. And that she lied to her being from 2019 because she couldn't have her come join her in the future. Goodness gracious. Confused yet, Al? Well, sort of, sort of. here's Here's my pitch. One, the video is not good. Uh, yeah. So we could have had these like very bad uh, effects for like the other Anne Hathaways. And rather than just like have them in the room, which would have been better, or I think the best thing to have done was should have just been just to have their voices. I think that yeah. would have been the best way to have done it. You just, I don't know, I'm not sure how you visually do that, but figure out a way. But they, they it's not a great effect. Um, yeah, so there are two Anne Hathaways. One's in the future. She yeah. doesn't want to come so, back. Shall we, shall we, shall we be clear for our audience now? We have three Anne Hathaways. We have 2024 Anne Hathaway. That's we'll OG call, Anne yeah. Hathaway. We like her. Call We've been with her since Hathaway the beginning. Prime. Yeah. We have 2029 Anne Hathaway who pretended to be 2019 Anne Hathaway. She's big, mean Anne Hathaway. She's 40, so she has a deeper voice. <laughs> and then we have actual 2019 Anne Hathaway who's a little kid, really excited. Uh, appar- apparently Hathaway. only just started re- trying to re- time travel to the future uh, this morning um, and has already uh, connected. <laughs> um, so we've got those three Anne Hathaways going on. And 2029 Anne Hathaway wants answers. She wants to know why 2024 Anne Hathaway wants to go to the future. Does she not, Alexander? She does. Well, she goes, well, you know, just tell her, tell 20. She knows why. She says, uh, yeah, just say why you're doing it. Say why you're doing it. And Anne Hathaway Prime is like, I'm doing it because my mum's got ALS and I want to find a cure. And uh, 2019, Hannah Hathaway is uh, like... ALS, oh, that... some people may also know, uh, know as motor neurons disease. Or uh, as uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, is that? Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. Yes. Um, uh, so uh, he then goes to... She's, 2019, Hannah Hathaway is like, that sucks. I'd want to find a cure for that too. And they say, but we can't... Ah, uh, but 20... Uh, and Hathaway mean... 
a forty-year-old and Hathaway's like, "That's a lie." Tell That's not truth. why. You don't want to find the cure. Why? You don't want to. You're lying. Why do you yeah, think? Why are you wanting to? Why are you wanting to go five years in the future? Why do you think ALS is going to be cured in five years in the future, or I guess eight years in the future from time of writing? Um, yeah. uh, why? Do, that, that's that's not enough time. Why do you want to come here? And so we have the big emotional Anne Hathaway outburst. Why does she really want to go, Alexander? Because <laughs> she wants her mum to be dead. Which is <laughs> yeah, pretty like, much. <laughs> basically, she's just she's tired of being the sole carer, but she's also quiet, quietly, very quietly, not the sole carer. She does have a nurse. She does have a sister who does help out sometimes. She's the primary carer. Yeah. And she's um, very stressful about that. And she says, "I've you know, I, I'm, just, I'm. It's been very tough being the one who she wants to do everything. I find that really tough. I have. It, it feels like suffering every day. I don't want to be. I, I just don't want this to keep happening. Yeah. Um, we, we, we've got a classic Anne Hathaway crying scene, lads. She'll whip it out in any drama she can. She wants you to know she's a trained actress and that she can cry on command. Uh. So she, uh, at this point. The Parsons like, uh? And she said, well, look, even if I found the cure, I couldn't go back and give the cure to my past self because that would butterfly effect to destroy the future. Now, you'd think that just by calling the past, that would have happened. Yep. Yeah, why, yeah, no, why, no, no, why no. absolutely. Tr- yeah, that, so, she, it's very unclear. They, they just, they kind of say, but butterfly effect only to set up what is going to happen at the very end. But it is not clear why the butterfly effect would have not affected anything that has previously happened. Yeah, so they, she then proceeds to uh, the future ones. Like you didn't even figure out time travel this time, idiot. I figure it out. I jump to the future, but I get really sad because I missed my mum dying, and she dies in a hospital by herself. Except she also has a sister, so I'm not sure where the sister is in all of this. But okay, yeah. sure. But yeah, the, fu- the future one is like I was contacting you because I need you to let me know to like up uh, like absolve me of my guilt because I did what you want to do right now, which is skip forward in the future, missing mum's life, and now, it sucks. Jamie, hear me out. That sounds like hear me out. Sounds like it would butterfly effect to destroy the future, yeah. Which would kill her anyway. So I don't, yeah. I don't quite know. I don't understand why one time travel thing is bad, but one, you know, like what, why the, that logic of she wants to go back and absolve herself of that guilt, but that would still destroy the future. Yes. I guess. Yeah. If she's she is currently divulging information to her pa- future Anne Hathaway is currently divulging information to present Anne Hathaway. That means that she is giving information to the past, which is what we've been told would wreck the timelines. And in yeah. fact, what does wreck the timelines in about four seconds? Because present Anne Hathaway is like, "Fuck this! I'm going to tell old Anne. I'm going to tell past." My Anne way Hathaway. does work. She goes, yeah. "My way does actually work." You're lying. I like you can solve time travel two ways. My way works. Goes back. Tells old Anne Hathaway how to travel through time, be like travel forward far enough to get the cure for ALS, and then come back and cure your mum before she gets diagnosed. Yes. Um, and with that, uh, she hangs up on both of the Anne Hathaways. Uh, obviously, future Anne Hathaway is furious, saying, you've, you've doomed us! We're going to die! Um, and President Anne Hathaway is like, sweet bitch, I'm about to fucking endgame myself! Um, so she rings up her mum and is like, mum, can you, can you, can you sing me that song? I don't remember that song. Oh, and then so her mum sings her a song over the phone. She starts crying again, uh, mm. and then she evaporates into the. Well, everything around her starts to evaporate, and then she evaporates. And scene. I did minutes. think it was slightly inappropriate that the mum just started 
being like riding solo riding solo solo <laughs> yeah uh, you, the, uh, the cultural references i know they're trying to get them in but that is the lullaby is, that she sung to her right. child and again jimmy much. we've we've talked about this i think now for longer than the actual episode itself which is yeah. always great but um the uh the i, I don't know how in the, there are two peak pop culture dialogue conversations one yeah. of which is talking about how women don't get to time travel very much uh, yes. There aren't very many time travel uh, pieces of pop culture uh, about women, although the future version of herself so actually lists a number of examples. I will agree with her that most of the dominant uh, ver- dominant stories about um, time travel are men. She says we only have 13 going on 30. I would argue that 13 going on 30... I, like I, I don't even know if she actually time tra- like you know what I mean like I'm not sure that's an yeah, actual yeah. time travel movie um, or if it is like she mind time travels is look, interesting one. Al, what that struck me as is the kind of tweets that my girlfriend would tweet just just yeah. a take about thirty going on thirty being the only good uh, time travel movie for women and that feels like where that sort of take should remain. It's uh, yeah. a fine little joke and I'm not trying to disparage my girlfriend. It's a great Twitter joke. It but, should not end up in a thirty minute drama no, no, on Amazon Prime. Well, he, as like a like a uh, any given tweet, right? You just don't want to treat it with too much seriousness because otherwise you end up with that thing on Twitter where you have a thousand people replying. Yes, to you where, and like, yes. Actually. So it, it is it is a tweet that my girlfriend would put out, and then I would be the older Anne Hathaway in her replies, going, "Um, what about Ratana? What about this? What about this?" Um, because uh, I am a reply guy, obviously. Um, so, um, but um, the the other one, of yeah. course, is the repeated mentions of Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah, they that like they really they again. It's just. It really, so made, much. Me, One it really made me groan. It's su- it, like you say, it's such a fringe script, le- like student drama level joke of, oh, tell me one thing from the past, that, uh, tell me one thing from the future. How does Game of Thrones end? Like, it's, oh, it's just, it's cringeworthy sort of attempts oh. at humour. And, and again, this is 100% something I would I'd probably put in my script about time travel. All right, but also I'm not a paid writer, yeah. so you know that's fair enough for me. I don't have a TV show. Yeah. I have a feeling this show it was during COVID, and I think the the pitch was, "Hey, do you want to produce a TV show during COVID, which requires the least amount of acts interacting with each other, um, and uh, we'll just write the the episodes quickly, right?" That's what I think this was. Was a was a production rising to the uh, the the circumstances uh, in which the world was in, um, for which you know obviously commendable you know that's great keep people employed and hopefully in a safe way, that's fantastic. It does feel underbaked. Yeah, um, I also just think I mean I don't know about the other episodes. Um, I've heard the Anthony Mackie one's quite good, um, but like I say, I would want this to be longer. I think the concept is something that could be in a better written script the idea of uh the reveal 20 20 odd minutes in that actually she wants to go to the future because um because she wants to be out rid of her mum basically she wants to get past her mum getting that admittance out of the character and then having that character reckon with those feelings and eventually sacrifice herself to try and actually save her mum I feel like that is a full-length movie character arc 
that is squeezed into 25 minutes. And so I just don't emotionally connect with it. I don't emotionally connect with the. I feel like the reveal should be like, oh my God. But like, I met this fucking character like 15 minutes ago. Like I've had shits longer than I've seen this character mm. for. And so I just don't engage with her emotionally on what I think could be a cool concept. Admittedly, badly written either way so i don't know whether this writer is the one that should be at the helm to write said longer movie um but it's just so desperately trying to cram an incredible amount of emotions which bless her anne hathaway does her darndest to to try and get across but it's really difficult to to display that range of an arc in such a short amount of time yeah i 30 minutes is a is a very tight um a very tight one and i'm not sure it was the best the story is very intense for that yeah. uh, and again it feels like it's a fringe show and they wrote it for 30 minutes thinking it might perform as 40 minutes and that they knew they got to be they knew or that was that oh, they, they knew they got to be in and out under 40 uh they know that <laughs> the venue gets really mad if they're not out uh under 40 minutes so um they they have a, 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 a they got a wee space up in the, the attic at um sea venues and uh, they needed to kind of get it all sorted. So, of course, uh, when we talk about these shows, we review yep. based on, uh, I'm going to say, five criteria. That's uh, how good uh, the thing is itself uh, out of five, how good Anne Hathaway's performance is out of five, uh, the Anne Hathaway uh, America sweetheart ometer that is how much is Amer- uh, Anne Hathaway America's sweetheart in this thing. We also have the Anne's man's list. Which is a list of, uh, or I guess it's the Anne Hathaway love interest list, uh, which is a uh, list of all of uh, Anne Hathaway's. Don't, you know, that's quite gender normative. I haven't thought about that. We very, we, we did call it the Anne's Man's list. It is mostly men. It is pretty much uh, just I mean, when you say mostly, I do not think Anne Hathaway has had a, a female love interest in any of her movies. In Modern Love... At the end, is that a friendship or is there like a romantic undertone there? I don't think we put her in the... Uh, I, she's definitely not in there. I think that's just supposed to be a friendship. As friendship. far as I'm aware, there are no uh, women on the Anne's Man's list. If if at any point Anne Hathaway yeah. uh, does uh, have a uh, relationship with a n- anyone who's not a man, uh, then we'll, change that. We're, we're, we'll, we'll have to come up with a better name. But unfortunately, Anne's Man's sounds really yeah, right. good. It does rhyme. Right, it, it rolls does. off the tongue. We'll, um, we'll 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 change it later to and man's and woman's um, <laughs> and man's and woman's. Um, so yeah, we won't have an and man's uh, this week because it's literally just uh, unless you want to want put you love. Her, she she says her want you love is her mum. She That's does say I her think. want you love is her mum. That does not make it a romantic interest. Al, that would be reading quite a lot into the script. I would say. Um, so. Um, yeah, this this thing in general. I've already said it's uh, the the writing. I think is poor. There's way too many pop culture references where I just. I think I think what annoys me about it is I can picture the writer being really pleased with them. <laughs> That's what annoys me. I can, but and you know what? I can picture myself writing similar things and being really pleased with them. But I shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't be happy with my. Oh, this is the same trial as when LeBron went to the Knicks. Because it doesn't make any sense. And you know what? Maybe I should be okay with my thirteen going on thirty tweet. Uh, my thirteen thirteen going on. Ah, my thirteen going on thirty take just being a tweet. Um. So. Uh. With that, I think I'm gonna. Oh, Anne Hathaway elevates this, but not a lot. Um, I think it is better than The Witches, which we reviewed last week. 
So I'm gonna give it a 1.9. Uh, to three, uh, because I do think Anne Hathaway's performance does elevate this. I think by itself it'd be a two otherwise, um, but it's a one-woman show, and I think they had a very good one-woman actor in it, so that's good casting there. I think it's like here's my, my issue with it largely is that it's fluff. Like, it kind of gestures to bigger stuff. So, you know, hey, mom's got ALS and that's really tough. But I don't ever feel like it gets in the head of its character. And I'm not sure it could get in the head of its character in 30 minutes uh, in a way that would be satisfactory in a woman show. I think it would have to be at least 40. That sounds really bad. Yeah. I just want more time. There are also a couple of choices I don't particularly love. And that's specifically the green screen for the past and future and Hathaways. I would have rather just that be voices. Um, yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Uh, but then we wouldn't get the fantastic reveal of forty-year-old Anne Hathaway taking off her jacket and taking suddenly off her she's time not twenty-nine. <laughs> um, I, I, Anne Hathaway's performance. Um, I, I think you're going to give it a lot higher score than than I am. Um, ah, uh, it sounds mean, but I'm getting tired of seeing Anne Hathaway crying all the time. And and you know what? Congrats at. <laughs> Congrats, Anne Hathaway. You can cry on screen. Uh, I can't do that, and there are plenty of actors who can't. Um, but do it for me, Jamie. It, do it for me. It just, I'm just gonna sit here and watch you cry. Um, it just—I don't know. It just all. It it. I think it's ham hampered by the fact that she is trying to display so many extreme emotions uh, within a 20 minute period and maybe therefore that this fault is on the uh, writing and the direction and she's just doing what was required of her in the piece. But it all does just seem like very extreme emotions very fucking quickly. So I, I guess I'm going to give it a, a 3.1. Cool. A 3.1. I'm going to give it a 4. There are problems I have with it. They are almost entirely script-based. I think the things you're saying a lot of the time are kind of silly. But I actually think in terms of, um, you know, the, the, the weird quality of what makes a performance good versus what makes a performance bad, there's a level of verisimilitude I like in this that I think is actually more, shows a bit of mature growth uh, as an actress that she hasn't had got to do as a do for a while so even though she is doing a lot of extremes those extremes to me feel more the extremes themselves feel more real even if the situation in which the the, the script is putting these things in close proximity feel very uh contrived to get a range of human emotion uh, in a time so i i think she herself <laughs> is, i i think she herself is doing very well with a script that is asking to for someone to do everything i understand why someone would take this in the same reason that i'd understand why someone would do a one woman show at the fringe but let me let everyone in there on a little secret on one woman fringe shows you don't want to go for the or one man fringe shows you don't want to go for the entire gamut of human emotion in 40 minutes all right that is a mistake you want to pick one emotion and then you want to explore it in that time and by the end you should have explored that one thing okay there are some obviously excellent versions of this there's some but terrible versions of this but the idea with a one person thing in a one act or in any kind of one act show i guess you want to um you, you can't really go for the whole of human life you know just pick one bit of it just pick one jamie pick one so i'm gonna give her a four <laughs> fair enough um 
And finally, the uh, America's Sweetheartometer. How much of America's Sweetheart is Anne Hathaway in this film? She tries to kill her mum. Uh, so, uh, don't know how much. I know it's not like her fault, but uh, she tries to time-wise kill her mum. So I don't don't think America's going to... Obviously, as always, we are on the finger of the pulse of American culture, and I think American culture does not like mum killers. However, they do like people who learn from their mistakes. Mm, She does learn from her mistake and tries (laughs) not to kill her mum. You're right. So I'm going to give her slap bang one. She She evens herself out. She learns not to kill her mum, but to kill herself. I like... Okay, interesting. I see what you're... you're saying uh uh i i'm gonna give her a three uh she invented time travel first twice and she did that for america and america likes people who invent stuff for them so they can be like hey look what our freedom got and then you're like okay well you know sure um (laughs) they're like yeah and you're like oh okay now admittedly none of my friends like this but you know tv american people all right would love the fact (laughs) of this all right be great they'd be like yo two world wars and one time travel and you're like yeah fair um so alexander with that we come to of course the most important question uh are you going to stash away this project no but i do want to say that i think this is less bad than some of the recent stuff which i think is it's it's look Anne Hathaway. She's clearly trying stuff out. All right, I'm excited for this WeWork okay. show, Jamie. She's making she's making a WeWork show. It's a show about WeWork. It's a six episode TV show. I'm quite excited for it. It's on Apple TV. Wait, is that an actual? I thing? think it's coming out in 2022. It's called We Crash. What, we oh We Crashed. Oh yeah. Uh, she appears to only be in one episode. Oh, that's really sad. I really hope she's in all six. Um, I'm excited for that uh, TV show. That I think that will be good because I want to watch this TV show about WeWorks. Um. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, th- this, like, really, she, I reckon she just knows someone at Amazon or Amazon, someone, like, she was also in Modern Love, it's very easy to get Anne Hathaway in for one episode, she probably shoots, especially this, like, fucking hell, probably shoots for, like, four days, uh, in and out, crying, crying for fucking 82 hours straight, um, and then she's done, um, I wish, I, I, I want her to get some more big budget, huge movie roles, uh, which, I mean, she really hasn't for a while. When was the last time she was in a big budget, large Hollywood movie? Ocean's 8, I guess. That's 2018. Got Alice in Wonderland in 2016 and The Intern in 2015. Not exactly a huge amount of hits in there, but they're at least they're at least on the big stage. And Anne Hathaway deserves to be on the big stage, uh, which she is not in this. And therefore, I will not be placing this in the stash away either. Uh, and so with that, Alexander, of course, when we don't, something in the stash way we must place something in its stead what will we present to galvanize humanity to fight back against the aliens this week uh egg free baking is very difficult all right i live with, a, with my partner okay. who's allergic to eggs uh, that makes having baked goods quite difficult often it fails miserably you can't get your cake to set you can't get it to rise it's terrible it's all squishy in the middle you don't like it uh, Alyssa managed to make a pumpkin pie without eggs. That was bloody brilliant. All right, it's a really good pumpkin pie. She normally can't bake for anything. I really like that pumpkin pie. So I'm not putting all pumpkin pies in. I'm putting that specific slice of pumpkin pie I had with a little bit of whipped cream on top. Mmm, that was a good slice of pumpkin pie. I liked it. What are you going to put in your blank spec, mm. Jamie? 
I, I, I was sorry. I was just, I was just googling how many people in the world are allergic to eggs because it just feels like a fake allergy. Like I know your girlfriend's allergic to absolutely fucking everything, so of course she's allergic to eggs. But it just doesn't feel real. Uh, but apparently, two percent, one in fifty, one in fifty. So apparently, if you don't know someone that's allergic to eggs, you're apparently a statistical anomaly, um, or you just don't know that that person is allergic to eggs because they probably won't tell you. Um, I don't know how often I'm around people and consuming eggs, uh, which would be the only time it would be requisite information. Um, I was talking through all that, trying to think of something, and then I forgot to think of something. So, what am I going to present? It's a classic. Jamie's looking around the room. What's he going to spot? Oh, ow. Yeah. This right here. I don't know what it is, but it's like a little porcelain egg thing that my mum got me uh, in like an Easter gift basket thing uh, last year. I just always thought it looked a little pretty. It's like a sky blue. It came a little crocheted little uh, package thing. So it was just sort of sat on my desk uh, the entire until from April last year. uh, Last year? No, this year. Um, April this year uh, until recently when I actually took it out and i think i figured out what it's for it's just the thing that's nice to touch so i'm presenting this porcelain egg which i like to throw between my hands because it has a a nice feel to it it's smooth it has a decent amount of weight to it and i'm a fiddler so that sounds weird (laughs) i i i'm a person who likes tactile things um, so I'm going to present this porcelain egg from my mum's Easter gift basket. Um, and with that, Alexander, we come to the end of our penultimate Anne Hathaway episode for now. Um, we will be reviewing next week, Locked Down, and giving a summary of Anne Hathaway's career to date. Of course, if people don't know, uh, because I never have shown them to anyone ever, I'm literally the only person that ever looks at them, uh, I created a keep a spreadsheet of every single one of the scores that we put in. They are not just pointless scores. Uh, they are adding up to an average and, oh, I've got to be honest, Al, unless, unless lockdown is really good, these averages are not looking great for Anne Hathaway. Um, so we will uh, use those uh, to discuss Anne Hathaway's career in general. And of course, I will not mention once next week that I went to the same school as Chiwetel Tolidji for. And I won't mention at all what nicknames he might have had among, around the drama department. There won't be any sneaky behind the scenes Chiwetelidji for um, um, chats. Uh, but Al, between now and next week, what can our dear listeners do? Guys, you can go out there and you can spread the word, alright? You're gonna, you're gonna go out and you're gonna lay hands on someone like it's a game of D&D and you roll a natural 20 and you'll heal them with the healing light of the podcast. You'll be like my child. Download the podcast. All, all 100, however many of them, every single episode, all right? If you think about it, Jamie, we've produced probably over 150 hours worth of content. That's an impressive amount of content. Go to them and say, hey, do you want to give up seven days of your life, all right? How about you give up a whole week of your life? And they're going to say, yes, I will do it. I will go through the entire back catalogue. I will go through the journey. I will listen to all of Tom Hanks. I will listen to all of Hannah Hathaway. And then I will continue to listen to the spreading up to come afterwards as new Anna Hathaway and Tom Hanks uh, things come out. Out, uh, and you will say yes my child you are healed and you will heal them for the full 50 hit points uh, that's what you should do <laughs>
Fantastic. And a reminder that even though we say we are ending, uh, there is literally uh, a Tom Hanks project releasing on, uh, I believe, like November 5th. Um, So uh, we will be back in your ears sooner than you think, whether you like it or not. Uh, So with that, from me, Jamie, and my co-host Al, that's one more ep in the bank. Boop-a-doo. Blank's bank. Blank's bank.